Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey folks, before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you guys know that this first call deals with a pretty heavy topic that could be a little too intense for some people. Uh, I was personally debating myself whether or not I even wanted to include it in the podcast, but I felt like the caller got a lot out of having the conversation, so I decided to keep it in here. Viewer discretion is advised. If you don't like heavy stuff, there are other calls in this podcast as well if you want to skip over the first one at around the 20-minute mark. Okay, let's get into it. Hello. Hi, Gus. What's going on, Cash? How's life? Um, You know, it's going. Just uh, just tested positive for COVID yesterday, so I'm just hanging out. Yep, nothing, nothing to do except uh, deteriorate. I like it. Precisely. Uh, what's going um, on with you, Cash? So I wanted to talk to you about um, one of my childhood best friends who I met when I was in the fourth grade. Um, and I'm now 24. He, about a year ago, went to jail for child pornography. Um and I haven't talked to him since, but he's tried to call me several times, and um, <clears throat> he wrote me a letter to my friend, which I, I still haven't picked up, because um, I've kind of just been avoiding avoiding the topic as a whole. But, yeah, I suppose that's that's the main part of the issue so this person has been uh writing you letters and yeah they well to my understanding to my understanding they only wrote me one letter so far um and they wrote it to my friend's house i assume they just didn't know if i was still living in the same location but uh i just haven't gone to pick it up because i'm kind of so so tell me, so what 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 is the timeline of your relationship with this person? Was this per, I mean when 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 uh it was found out that this person was doing what they were doing, what was your relationship like with them at the time? Um I had actually been more or less living with them um a few months before that. Mm-hmm. And we were still extremely close hanging out at least once a week and talking frequently. And I found out because his 
girlfriend at the time uh, sent me a screen recording of her going through his photos and um, yeah, just uh, yeah, you, you might, you might want to ditch that screen recording. Oh, absolutely. And I told her too, that she should probably not distribute that to anyone at all ever again. Uh, okay, so I mean, how? I mean, this is a pretty wild thing for you to know a person for that long, have such a it sounds like close relationship with them, and then this oh, yeah. shit comes out of nowhere. I mean, how is that feeling for you? Um, it was. I was kind of in denial about it at first, to be honest, just because. I mean, I've. I've gone on trips with his family. I've spent time with him and his young cousins. And, you know, he's met my family and my younger sibling. And so um, at first, I, I, I think I almost wanted to think that she was making it up or something because they were fighting. But... Um, yeah, at this point, I'm just not really sure how I should feel because he's always been family to me. Um, and now, obviously, this is like a a vapid thing, but at the same time, I don't think that it makes him not human. And I, I, I just don't know how or if I should be there for him in any way during um, this time, if that makes sense. It it does. It does because you have this um, idea of who this person is and your idea of who this person is, uh, even w- when confronted with information that completely shakes it up, you know, if you've known this person for for a very long time, your idea of who they are is not just going to vanish immediately. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it, it's not just going to go away. And it's going to be a long process of, like, taking in this new information and forming your your new ideas about your friend. Um, mm-hmm. And it's weird. It's almost like a, it sounds like it's like a grief. I don't know. I'm not a real therapist. I yeah, wonder what it, a real therapist would say, but it sounds like it's a grief. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's bizarre because it's almost like I've totally lost this person. Right. I mean, the, the person that I thought I knew, um, it was almost just like that image was shattered a little bit. And so, um, but now I'm in a position. So he, right before he went to jail, he was talking to his family a bunch about trying to kill himself. And in the past, um, he's had, um, like, suicidal ideation I know and so I I just don't know part of me feels 
like as a friend, should I be there to to show some kind of support? Is that is that fucked up? Hello. How? Yeah, yeah no, I'm listening. Um, I'm just thinking. Oh. Uh, t- all right, tell me this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, clearly your relationship with this person was not in a vacuum. You know, his family, you know, for other friends of his, mm-hmm. tell me how other people around him that are close to you, how are they reacting? Um, honestly, it kind of just like fractured our whole friend group. I don't really, um, I'm not really in contact with any of the people that we were all friends with. And to my understanding, they aren't in contact with him either. So now you said that you went on a trip with his family, and that it sounds like you're close with his family. Yeah, um, yeah. His his mom would introduce me to other family members and say, you know, this is this is my daughter. Essentially, like it, it was that close. Sure, sure. So I don't have an answer to your question, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. This is a very complicated issue, but I, it feels like if, yeah. if I were in, if I were in your position, where I would start mm-hmm. is conversations is reaching out to his family. Start there. I would start there by reaching mm. out to his family because they also are yeah. probably. Pro- I mean, because look, I mean that's what happens when. The person dies, you know, you're, the family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the, as we were talking about a grief, you know, you get together with other people who knew the person and you, you, you know, uh, hash it out. That's what I would do if I were in a situation. I'd reach out mm-hmm. to anyone who, you know, was in your friend group. I'd reach out to his family. And I think that by talking with them, understanding how they feel, bringing up how your, um, how you're conflicted about whether or not to be supportive. I I think that you might have a greater perspective on that problem after talking it out with other people who, who are close to him. Mm -hmm. And you might be helping them too, because I'm sure his mother, I'm sure his whole family is having a crazy time processing this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we've all just kind of treated it as taboo, but that that does absolutely make sense. Yeah, I mean, t- treating it like a taboo is, is, is I I don't think that pretending like it is not reality is super helpful. But I I think mm-hmm. you would have a lot to gain from talking this over with his his friends and family. Um, but I'll say this: I think it's a tough issue. It's a really mm-hmm. tough issue. I don't think you're you're a bad person for struggling with your feelings about the situation. I don't think that makes you a bad person. Um, and, and like I said, it's understandable because you have this long-held belief of who this person is that is not just going to go away, just off the you know off of off of one thing especially since you as you told me your your gut reaction 
was like you couldn't even believe it. Like you you had all these thoughts mm-hmm. in your head about how, you know, his girlfriend might be sabotaging him or, or any other explanation except um yeah. you know, the most harmful one. Um so I'm not a real therapist or psychologist, but I'm sure there's all sorts of uh uh documented brain things that happen in a situation like this that you are probably experiencing right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, and I think in, in other countries, to my understanding, some other countries, there are also, um, like more preventative treatments for people who, um, you know, people who are pedophiles and they realize at some point and, uh, instead of it getting to the point where they're actively seeking out, you know, child porn or mm-hmm. a child, they, they have resources and they can go through therapy. And so I was kind of thinking about that. And I know that there are treatments available for people who are pedophiles and how I've always kind of dehumanized pedophiles in a lot of ways just from I don't know I I mean it's fucking disgusting I think we can all agree but nonetheless I feel like go ahead I, I just feel like maybe me ignoring all of his calls and not hearing him out at all is kind of shitty on my part. I mean, I don't think that it's totally inexcusable. Like, I, I think that that's an appropriate response to some extent. But I just also have been kind of trying to put myself in his shoes in a way. Um, I don't know if that sounds weird. No, I... I um. I mean, dude, you're dealing with some some complex emotions right now. I don't think you can judge yourself too hard on on the things that are popping into your your brain at this uh, at this time. Um, and you know, you were talking about treatment, and, and and people have various different philosophies on uh, you know how we should deal with the evils that exist in our world uh mm-hmm. and if we can deal with them uh you know in in a rehabilitative way and some people are are really into that philosophy and you know it's it's a difficult philosophy to uh defend in many cases but mm-hmm. you know it it it, it is a legitimate thing to 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 think if you think it um yeah and so i that i i i think my my takeaway from this for you totally totally go talk to the parents totally go talk to uh the friends and um you know try not to judge cuz i can hear in your voice and I, and i get why because you're in just a fucking crazy situation you're you're trying not to be too harsh on yourself for the thoughts going through your brain, 
you know, because you're in the middle of a very tough situation. And so it's it's understandable that you're having uh, many, many, many conflicting reactions about it. Thank you, Gek. Are you okay? Yeah, I got a little worked up. I haven't I haven't talked about this a whole bunch since it's happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect to get worked up, but. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but no, I think that's very good advice. I I absolutely should talk to his parents, um, and I've just been kind of avoiding it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, talk to his parents, talk to the mutual friends. Um, and just, I, I'm repeating myself, but only because I, I believe it a lot, is that you, you shouldn't um, be too harsh on yourself for any of your, your thoughts. Because they all come from a place of, of, of love. And, you know, people have, people have different fucking philosophies on this shit. Um, and you seem like a very loving person and, uh, fuck man. It's, uh, you know, any, any, anyone can be a loving person when it's easy. And, uh, it, 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 it yeah. takes, uh, it takes a lot and it's a great challenge to be a loving person in a situation like this where it's extremely fucking hard. Um, but if you are a true, true, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what what your philosophies on this kind of thing are, um, but if you are a true, 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 forgiving, loving person, um, this is kind of a test of, you know, can you, can you be that? when it's really really hard to be that mm-hmm. and here's what I, here's what i'll say if you can't that's okay and if you can that's yeah. okay too yeah yeah you're right thank you guys i <laughs> Uh, that got pretty. That's a pretty serious topic to bring up. I know. I appreciate oh, yeah. you talking yeah, to me yeah. about that. No, I appreciate you coming on here, and I know this is a fresh thing for you, so I appreciate you coming on here and uh, uh, talking it out with us. <clears throat> is there any um, anything else that? Uh, you want to say or any final thoughts sentiments feelings about uh, any of this or anything else that you you want to share before we go um you know Gek, i just i really adore you i love your podcast and um i think you're great i appreciate you covering heavy topics and humorous topics and mixing it all up into a mighty fine podcast Thank you very much, Cash, and um, wishing you uh, uh, good luck in dealing with this situation. And um, I think as time wears on, uh, it'll it'll hopefully get a little more clear. Awesome. Thanks, Lyle. Thank you, Cash. Have a good one.
Hello? Momo? Yes, hello? Uh, what's going on with you, Momo? I'm having an identity crisis. Um, I grew up in Pakistan, and then I moved to Massachusetts uh, about seven years ago for school. And I grew up in a really conservative Muslim bubble, and I don't associate with that anymore. Um, and I also don't really associate with people here. And I've managed to make good relationships with people, but I struggle to find, like, a connection with them because I don't feel like they can relate to my experiences. And it's hard to find people with similar experiences and views as me. So I'm kind of, I feel ostracized by my people and I don't feel like I quite fit in with people here. Okay. Uh, and you're, you're 26. Yeah. What, what is your day to day life? Like, what do you do on a daily basis? I work a lot, so I usually spend my daylight hours working, and then around the evening time, um, I'll either do something social with my friends and then go to the gym, and then I work out, and then I shower, and then I go to bed. Okay, you mentioned you, you do something social with your friends. Who are, who are these friends? Yeah. These are people I know, uh, people I work with, uh, these are people that I have gone to school with. Um, sometimes, uh, recently, I've been hanging out with on video call with my family back home in the morning, and I'll spend like two hours sometimes doing breakfast just chatting with them, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're telling me that you don't connect with people uh, because of your, your nationality. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lack of, of feeling towards your, your nationality from, from Pakistan and uh, a lack of, uh, identification with, uh, you know, being, uh, American. Um, and you're saying that that's making it hard yeah. for you to have connections with people, but you have these friends who I assume yeah. you have connections with. How, how do you connect with them? I, I wouldn't really, I, there, there, there's a there's a there's a difference between people in my life who I do social things with and then people I consider friends if that makes sense like people I okay. genuinely feel connected to okay <clears throat> tell me this rather than people I would just do stuff with okay tell me this what what is it about a person or about a relationship that makes you feel connected to them how would you define in the best words you can think of what that connection looks or feels like? So bear with me a little bit. I'll give you like, so I, I feel like having a similar view on stuff, like <clears throat> a similar view on, or like similar experiences. So I grew up in a very conservative Muslim household and I don't really associate with that anymore. And a lot of 80, 90% of my friends are Muslim or they're from Pakistan and they're that they're, they're, they're Pakistani Muslim. And they yeah. have a very um, conservative way of thinking and stuff like religion plays and plays a, plays a, in, it, it plays a part in every aspect of your life and i don't okay. associate with that so it gets really uncomfortable 
when someone is just talking and then suddenly there's like an element or like I feel a, like a, a backsplash of like religious themes happening. And okay. I feel like because I have such a strong view on how how I don't associate myself with that, it's hard to be connected to people who associate with that. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you another thing. Is you gave me an answer that is based on what you do not associate with, uh, which is cool. It rules yes. stuff out. <laughs> but let me get an answer on what you do associate with. <clears throat> I like food. I like making food. Okay. So I, I get along with people who really enjoy food and like cooking okay. and, you know, talk about okay. food with the same passion that I do. Okay, there we go. You like food. Um, I, I think can I can I offer you know a thing? I you know I I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, you know maybe mm-hmm. you're looking for other people. You know maybe, maybe I don't know man. Maybe you're like looking for other people who also grew up in highly religious communities that have have since uh, deflected from that and and you know uh, have that shared experience with you and and maybe that's like a thing that you've been dying to have a conversation with somebody else who who was in a situation like that and you haven't yet had that connection or found that person um but if if you're i i I, you know you have these friends that you go out with but you say that you don't feel a connection to them i i guess what i what would be cool is if you kind of broadened your idea or your rubric, you opened your mind up a little bit. You, you possibly, if we're gonna get douchey in here, open your heart up a little bit. You know, to to <laughs> to, to to what uh, you know a connection might look like. Because if you're saying to me, you know, I'm only, I, uh, you know, for whatever reason you feel this way, that you're only going to find a deep connection with somebody who has had a near exact experience as you then you're going to be missing all these other opportunities that are right in front of your face you can't interrupt me um so i don't think i'm looking for people who've had that experience but i'm i i I think i'm looking for people who would respect that and with the people that i i have met before i feel like i always get like uh, ostracized to some degree that oh he's kind of like he doesn't really believe like that and i'm kind of pushed to the side and people will look at me funny because i i don't they're they're like oh you don't believe in god that's what's wrong with you momo man momo 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 you're momo i i understand i'm sorry i'm gonna interrupt you for a second i you're 26. You live in Massachusetts. You have a job that has nothing to do with religion. You have friends that sounds like they're not religious. What? Why? Why are you in? Are you in situations a lot where you're surrounded by heavily religious people? No, but the people I I I I I have I'm surrounded by a lot of people from my community. But even people okay, wh- who are okay, disconnected why? from why religion, are you, it, why are you why are you surrounded by so many religious people? <clears throat> Not religious people. But, well, yes, I. <clears throat> huh. Well, 
I think a lot of it has to do with like the feeling of safety within a community. Okay, forget but it. I would just like for, to se- feel for, safe for a second, my own community without for, being ostracized. For a second, for a second, I don't. Uh, okay, so all right, so all right, this is that's a new. <clears throat> uh, this is a new issue. Then, this is a new thing. You're not talking about. Okay, what you just said. You want to feel at home with your own people, even though you don't believe in the same things that they do. Which uh, uh, is that the issue? Because that's a totally different issue from I'm out in the world uh, outside of the community of people I grew up with and and in this world I cannot find connections. Those are two different issues. Which is the one that you feel like we're talking about here? The, the former. The former, okay. Alright, so you feel as though in your own community you can't connect with people. Yes. Okay. But out in the world when you're just young, cool... 26 year old momo at cooking classes playing fucking frisbee league whatever it is you're doing you're having a good time you're meeting people things are going okay is that accurate you can tell me if it's not because i yes. just painted that stuff okay so that's that's accurate yes, it is, it is um, accurate. <clears throat> you know man this is a, a a tough thing because you know when you're talking tell me more about your community when you say your community do you mean like people back home in pakistan people in boston who who uh, or people in massachusetts people back who home came in pakistan, people who okay. immigrated here people pakistani people from school people from neighboring countries yeah okay and then when you're hanging out with your friends from pakistan you feel isolated <laughs> because you don't believe the same things that they do yes okay you know, man, I, I, I feel for that. I really do. Um, and that's that's hard because... But it's also because it's, it's, it's not that religion... Like, because I grew up in that environment, it is a part of my identity, regardless okay. of whether I like it or not. And then when I can't... Which is, which is with American people here, that it, they, I feel like I just... It's, it's a big part of me, but I can't get someone to understand that part of me so it, whenever there is a connection it feels like it's it's i can't present myself wholly as a person and feel understood and accepted why in my entirety in your entirety so we're talking about not just in your community but out in the world with the frisbee league people and the cooking class people you feel as though you cannot present yes. yourself as your whole entirely yes why because i i it, it, <clears throat> i feel like it's i can't i it's hard it's for someone on the other side and this may this may also be a, a problem with how i'm presenting myself but i think it has to do with the other side not completely understanding um like <clears throat> i guess the same way like uh, like say someone from Pakistan who's grown up in the bubble, a conservative religious bubble, will not understand that I no longer associate that with religion. It will just, they, they they will think that I am just going through a phase, like an emo phase. 
but okay but again you're bringing you're bringing us again back you're you're bringing us again back to the original community and and i'll tell i'll tell you this this is my read of the situation you you tell me if i'm the wrong or right here but you know my read of the situation is you came from this uh you know uh you came from pack what's what's your religion or the religion that you grew up with you know what what is it islam Islam. Okay, so you came from Islam, a very heavily Islamic uh, uh, community, and in a way, and I get this because yeah. this is how I feel about being Jewish. I don't believe in all the Jewish stuff, but in a way, you know, I, I, I embrace being culturally Jewish, and I, I get a yeah. sense from you that yeah. you embrace being culturally Islamic, although you do not yeah. believe in God. Um, yeah, and in Judaism, fucking nobody <laughs> believes in God. But I, it's from what you're telling me, and is in you know the Islamic culture, everyone does. You know, people do really believe, and you're feeling isolated from the people that do believe. And here's the thing that I think you you just gotta accept and and move on from. And you please tell me if I'm wrong, but you can't you you can't force other people to do things. It's like a fundamental fucking just thing you got to accept you 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 can try as hard as you can you can approach the people in this community with as open heart uh, as you got you can you can try and to connect with them you and can I express do. yourself openly and i know i'm sure you do i'm sure you do and you can try the best you possibly can and at the end of the day after you've tried the best you possibly can you can't make them do anything you can't make them See it your way. You can't make them feel a certain way about it. you. Just you just fucking can't. You can't, and you got to you got to accept yeah, that's that. Why I feel, but, that's why I feel isolated. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but and and dude, I totally get that. But let's t- take a step back from that and let's get into Momo, twenty six years old at the cooking classes at the frisbee leagues. You know, twenty a, a, a guy out in the world that exists of infinite people to whom you can go in search of to express yourself. And I, I think like the I'm more that you, the more, um, the more that you will lean into that instead of lamenting what you cannot change about, you know, how accepted you are in your own community. I think you will be happier. Would this just be like a rebirth of myself and just having to give up like a part of my personality or a, a, a part of my identity? No, you don't have to give up. Momo, you don't have to give up anything. Yeah. Um, Momo, I, um, uh, uh, I, you know, man, I, ho- I hope that this conversation was... was helpful to you in in any way um but like dude i i, I really do think that uh, moving forward just like you know just be open to all the people and experiences and things out in the world and and don't like I, let I yourself do. get so down and i'm sure you do and don't let yourself get so down about what you know is is going on in this community of people from your past, have a lot of love for them. Have love for the friends that you, you know, I, do. I don't know I what Islamic so church. I'm sure you do. And it's great. And you should keep having that love. 
Um, but you can't you can't yeah. accept you 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 can't control what comes back in the other direction. And I think when you just kind of yeah. acknowledge that, be like, okay, I acknowledge that, and and it's not going to change how I feel. And you go out into the world and you do your thing. I I I think you'll be happier. Um, Mo, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yeah, I have I have one thing I wanted to say to you. You should have you should uh, you should try to get Nathan Fielder on the show. I feel like you'd be really cool as a gecko. Yeah, I love Nathan Fielder. I, I don't know if he does podcasts, but uh, yeah, I, I love I that guy. Know. Big I, fan. Um, Mama, thank you very much people, for calling. I'd like to say that call no, say your, your to local representatives and tell them to make your cities walkable and bikeable and not to make America car central. We should get rid of cars and make people walk again. Thank you for calling, Mama. Thank you. Yeah, that's something I've been dude, that's something I've been thinking about a lot. Is uh the the all right, you know, f- hey, forgetting about Islam and, and Judaism for a second, Christianity. Lord, give me the strength to accept the things that I cannot control. Uh what is it? The wisdom what the fuck is it? The courage to accept the things that the strength to accept the things I cannot control. Uh, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. I'm not Christian, don't believe in a whatever thing, but I love that. I'll take that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the whole uh, things I can and cannot control. And, um, dude, I don't know. I'm not a real fucking therapist or anything like that, but I was really getting a sense from Momo that he was just, like, stuck on this. And I'm like, and like, dude, I just want to grab his head and point it in the opposite direction and go... Dude, instead of worrying about what is going on back home and what your mom or your friend that you went to, whatever the Islamic version of Hebrew school is, you know, thinks about you, why don't you look at the rest of the whole universe that is at your hands and see what you can do with that? And I hope he does. And uh, I'm a gecko guy on the computer. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hello. Hi. Hey. Is this... Uh... Joe? Yes, this is Joe. Tell me everything, Joe. Tell you everything. Tell me everything. I don't know if you're ready for that. Um, I I I don't know if you're looking at me right now, but I am extremely ready. I just closed the stream because it was confusing me, but um, I was gonna call to tell you about how 
back in high school, I got arrested for stealing all of our computers and selling them. And um, now I'm the head of IT at the company I work for, and I feel <laughs> kind of like a fraud because clearly that's the conflict. They don't know about that, obviously. All right, so you stole computers when you were in uh, school, and now you're the head of the IT program. That sounds like a good come-up story. So when I was in school, they had this, like, fake class. Basically, I got assigned to help the IT guy at the school, and they gave us all laptops. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm in charge of these. I could steal some of them and sell them on the internet, and I could get away mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I did for a while, and then this kid who had been gotten in trouble, he basically was like, hey, uh, if you give me some of these computers, I can sell them on my eBay account. Because he had been breaking into people's houses and stealing all their stuff and selling it. I was like, Hell yeah, sounds like a good idea. So I give him some computers and he sells them on eBay. And I don't know how, but he got caught. And then he ratted me out to get in less trouble. So then in class one day, the cops came and pulled me out and arrested me. Okay. So... Now I work for this company. This was like seven years ago. Seven years later, now I'm the head of IT at this company, and I'm responsible for hundreds of computers. Unlimited access. Yeah, that's a great um, that's a great hero story. I don't know why you feel like an imposter. What is uh, what is what is making you feel that way? I don't know. It's just like. I also don't have any sort of education or experience. Well, I do have experience. I'm really good with computers, but um, it's just crazy to me. Like, like how has this happened? Like, when I got arrested, I thought my life was over. I started selling drugs. I moved out of my parents' house when I was, like, 17. Uh, my life went, like, really downhill after that. But um, somehow I turned it around. I don't even know how it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I you should feel good about this. I don't understand why you feel like uh, like an imposter. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm going to tell you, Joe. Is um, you know, you're in this IT position where, and you said you don't have formal training. Is that what you said? I have no education, but okay. I do have a lot of experience. Like I'm a, okay. I'm a computer wizard. Well, f- then, dude. You, you you know knowing how to do things is so much better than having a piece of paper that claims that you know how to do things you know i i went to i went to school with uh i went to film school and i know plenty of people who graduated from film school that have fucking absolutely no idea what they're doing and i know plenty of people who dropped out that know what they're doing i mean school is just a scam to get you to spend you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for just for no reason. I mean, who gives a fucking shit at all whether or not you have an education? You know how to do the thing. That's the most important part, Joe. Joe, I think you're more impressive um, 
uh, not having had an education because you you got to where you are through sheer force of will. You know, it wasn't like your dad worked at the fucking company and you he, you know he paid for you to school and then you did the thing. I mean, you 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 willed yourself upon the universe and the universe bent and you know now you're here so i i think you should only feel pride about that i feel like part of it is that if they did know i have been arrested for that i would never have made it here not in a million years actually you can't even get hired at the company if you have any sort of theft on your record do you have a theft you on your record crazy okay here's the Chris so I had to do this thing it was basically I was basically on probation so I had to like attend all these classes do all these drug tests do all this community service and the goal was once you're done doing all of the you know all the requirements of the program it's supposed to get expunged from your record Okay. Well, I got caught trying to take a drug test, which is a felony, and um, they basically kicked me out of the program. And then, I don't know how my lawyer did it, but he somehow got me back in to the program. I never got in okay. trouble for taking the drug test. Okay, so, so did, okay, so tell, just yesterday, did, 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 did it eventually get expunged from your from your um, from your from your record? It must have, because when they did the background check on me, it all came back hunky-dory. Okay. So you're not allowed to work there if you have a theft on your record. You do not have a theft on your record, and you work there. I just don't see how it's not on my record, though. Like, what happened? Like, why is it not there? But it doesn't matter. It's It's not on there. I guess so. I'm trying to pick out. I'm to well, I, I'm I just, well, let's well, let's get into the thoughts, and we're getting granular with events, and events are fine and all. But let's. I want your thoughts, Joe. Why are you feeling like an imposter here? Because I've basically lied, and still somehow managed to get into this position. And I wasn't hired for that position. I worked my way up in the company. Okay. What, did you lie as you were working your way up? I mean, I lied about getting arrested. Okay, did you lie about anything else? No, I'm actually a really honest person. Okay, uh, as you worked and your way I up into the company, as 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 you as you as you worked as you worked your way up in the company, did you perform tasks and complete operations? That were of benefit to the company and of benefit to other people that worked there and of benefit to the people that employed you. Yeah, I was 100% the highest performer and everything I did was like fucking perfect for them. Okay. Of course it was because that's why they promoted you. And when you got promoted, did you then uh, uh, slide into your new role, uh, further providing benefit to your employer to your coworkers and to the person that promoted you. Yeah, I kind of did everything perfectly, to be honest. Okay, and now, in your current role, do you provide benefit 
to your company, to your employers, to people who use the services of your company, and to the people that have put you in your position. 100%. Okay, so then nobody it gives two shits about if you stole laptops when you were in high school. That doesn't matter. All I that matters like, is I, you are no. providing benefit to your company, to the people you work with, to the person that hired you, and to the people who use the services and products of your company. And, of course, if you're enjoying your you job. Know you want to know what else is important? Please. I 100% learned my lesson, and I would not steal a single thing ever again. So, why do you still feel like an imposter? You shouldn't feel like an imposter. Uh, your past well, really doesn't matter anymore. Well, you feel better already. Good. Well, Good. The way you've kind of put things has been pretty good like regardless of what i've done in my past i'm still doing an outstanding job for them so you know as long as i don't get any sort of temptation or whatever then i should be okay yeah i i i agree i don't think that what you did and i i mean i i don't think that anything matters other than the things that we've we've talked about uh that you are providing value to people in your role which it sounds like you are and which you gave me extremely confident answers about so clearly the the confidence that you have in your role is within you i mean you you gave it up immediately when i asked you you said yes you said 100 percent. you said definitely so next time you're feeling um like an imposter ask yourself the questions that i just asked you and uh, resurface those gut reactions that you gave when I asked you the questions that reinforced the fact that you actually are good at the things that you do. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Joe, is there anything else you want to say? uh, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to tell you that I know that you don't like when people are like driving so i pulled over so i could talk to you and this is also the first time i've ever called you which is like miraculous to me i can't believe i got through to you well joe thank you for calling and um and sharing and uh i i hope that uh in the future you you feel better about yourself because there's there's no reason for you to define yourself by the past if it's if it's really not relevant anymore you said that if I had anything to tell the people, what I would say is you've got one life, so don't regret anything and just shoot your shot. And also, I don't mind being on your podcast. Thank you for calling, Joe. Thanks. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.
Hello. Hello. What's up? Uh, just vibing. Vibing. Vibe is such a um. It's such a word. It. it I feel like it's, it's a very really popular a- word now. It is. Everyone's about the aesthetic and the vibe. Yeah, and it's one of you know how like I mean. It's kind of become like a post-ironic thing that it gets used so much that it's become, um, what's the word? Chuggy? Is that a word people use? Yes, yes, yes. It's become a that little chuggy. Yeah. But some of these th- things that become made fun, vibe, it is a good word. It describes a lot of things. That are hard to describe with other words. It perfectly encapsulates the mm-hmm. thing that... I mean, that's what a word does. Is it summons a vibe. It, it does. And, the, and vibe is the perfect word for vibe. So, I don't... We don't I mean, we can make fun of it, but it is, it's a useful word. Yes, I have to agree. It, it, it very much is. What is your name? Allie. Allie. What's going on, yeah. Allie? Um, I'm here to tell you a little story. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? How does the story start? Okay, so it starts with how do I put this? It's important to know. It's important for you to know. That I am a plus-size lady. All right. I'm chonky. I'm curvaceous. Flabulous. However you want to go about it. Um, That's important to note because it definitely comes into play in the story. So years ago, when I was um, on Bumble, I was swiping around, you know, whatever you do on dating apps. And I matched with a guy who was pretty cute. You know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm surprised that he swiped right. Because, you know, like, frat boy types usually don't swipe right on me. But, all right, cool beans. So we start talking, and he's like, oh, you're so petite, you're just so cute and so little, and I'm like, okay, so he's being an asshole, um, clearly, because, like, obviously I'm not, and so I'm like, okay, what's your game? Like, if you're just going to bully me, I'm going to um, match with you, and he's like, no, 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 I just like for my girls to usually be a size, like, 30, and I was like, oh, no, you're just a theater, all right, well, um. That's whack. I was like, I'm not interested. I'm fine the way that I am. Thanks very much. Um, I'm good. And then on Bumble, you can send pictures. So it sends me a picture, or he sends me a picture. And he's like, yeah, this is my ex. So it'd be awesome if you could look like her, and I'd help you get <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? So I look at this okay. picture, and, I'm, and he has the girl's face scratched out, so I don't know what she looks like. And it was probably shitty of me to screenshot the picture, but I sent it to my friend and was like, oh my God, look at what this man's trying. So he wants me to be like this. Like, what the hell? Like, man, I'm either too fat or I'm not fat enough. What the hell's going on? And so I was like, okay, yeah. have a nice day, guy. Block and go mm-hmm. on. Well, like a year and a half later, one of my friends texts me in the middle of the night. I'm dog sitting by myself at this place. And she's like, what was the name of that dude that said he wanted to make you bigger or whatever? And I was like, oh. It was like, I don't know, Kyle or something like that. And she was like, oh, that's weird because the guy that looks just like him is on the trailer for this new show on TLC called Hot and Heavy. 
And I was like, you're joking. And I was like, it can't be him. And she's like, oh, no, no. And so I watched the trailer live on FaceTime with her. <laughs> and it's the fucking guy, but he has a different name. And the girl he put on the show is the girl from the picture. Like, I can tell from her hair and, like, the swimsuit she's wearing. She wears it as part of the trailer. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, um, yeah, I just, this is what it's like be a plus-size woman in the world doing dating things, but also it's just, that's a little cringe. It happens. And that's- what is the show? What yeah. is Hot and Heavy about? Well, it uh, was canceled, but because there was a lot of backlash. Uh, okay, is it, can I guess, is this about, like, uh, is this, like, a reality show about, like, uh, plus-size couples or something? It's about curvy couple, like curvy women or plus-size women with usually skinnier guys that look like they're out of the girls' league. Okay. I, I mean, that sounds like... That sounds like the perfect show for that guy to be on. Oh, yeah. He was clearly in hog heaven. It was just so funny because he's like, this is my ex in the picture. And obviously, <laughs> that was a while back when he sent me that. But then, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, engaged to be married on the show. And I'm like, this is just wild. And I dodged a bullet. <laughs> but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what the hell? This world is too small. And, yeah, the show was canceled literally, I think, after, like, three episodes because everyone was like, this is messed up. <laughs> Are you still doing the bumbles and the tinders and whatnot? Have you eventually found somebody? Um, no, I actually have a fiance now, so all is well. And he's very normal in the sense of not fetishizing big women. But um, yeah, it was. I went through a lot of weird bullshit on dating apps before I found him, <laughs> including. Can that. I? I have a question. I'm very curious from your perspective. What? What to you is the line? between somebody who you know prefers bigger woman to somebody who fetishizes them what what is what is the line be- to you between a preference and a fetish ooh i mean cuz like it literally the whole my whole life i've been towing the line of like oh do i want someone to like me because they're like oh well, you have beautiful curves and whatever versus like someone who wants to make me 500 pounds or whatever and get all 600 pound life um mm. and i think the biggest line is like how you talk about someone's body because like my fiance now he's like oh yeah i love your curves woo and um he'll like compliment me and be like oh you're just you look beautiful whatever like he's seen me like smaller than i am now and the size that i am now but the worst about like the guys who are totally fetishizing me is usually a comment of like Oh, uh, yeah, I love those, like, uh, I want uh, how thick you are, girl. Like, I want you to, you know, like, I'll buy you whatever you want at the restaurant. Like, on dates, I've been told that. And I'm like, <laughs> you think I'm going to sit here and mukbang at an O'Charlie's? Like, that's not happening. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, I guess it's a way of, like, how they approach it. If it's a, I don't know. It's weird. Interesting. So, and it sounds like it's a, it's a very it's, subtle yet clear difference. It is. It's, it's, just, it's really not to like go back to the vibe like at the beginning of the thing, but people mm. have vibes. You can even tell through text. Like, the, what what someone compliments first. Like, of course, like whatever my fiance describes what they he likes about me. It's, oh, well, like you're smart, you're funny, you care about people, blah, blah, blah. Also, you have massive boobs and a great hip, you know? But like, mm-hmm. that's not one of the first things that comes to mind where other guys that have days, they're like, God, I just can't get enough of that body. And I'm like, 
what about the person inside of it? Like, mm-hmm. what about her? So that's really the main difference. Do you have any um, uh, preferences or fetishes yourself? <laughs> um, not really. I just like whoever because I'm not straight. So if I vibe with someone, and I don't know, I guess just I like people for who they are and then body stuff and sexual stuff comes later. Mm, Does that okay. mean sexual? How does that work? I don't know. Yeah, de- I, well, you, well, you you said that you you said you're you're not straight. You just vibe with whoever it is. I think I think demisexual is the word for that, right? I always thought demisexual meant you were like attracted to like a godlike people or something like that. That's because I, I the only other time I heard the word demi is is with the word demigod. So I thought that they were related, but yeah. Yeah, I thought that too. And so I was like, I am a Leo. I have enough of an ego myself. I don't need that. So, no, but I get to know people first. And then, like, certain things about them become hotter once I get to know them. And, you know, and then bodies are hot. So, I guess. It sounds creepy. But anyway, yeah. Well, listen, Allie, I have I have a, one final question before we go. Did you watch the show? Like, I know you said you saw the trailer, but, like, come on. You had to have watched the episode he was in. Yeah, they didn't. I didn't watch a full episode, but like on their Facebook thing, TLC was posting clips of the couples, like like meet the couples, I guess, whatever. So I watched those for the first episode that they did, and it was just also it was so weird to hear the guy's voice for the first time because like he looked like he'd be like, "Hey, I'm blah blah blah, and I like fix cars," but he sounded like this, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I was just like, "Oh, that your voice is not that's wild." Um, but I did watch that, and you could tell it was just so contrived, and they did not look like they actually liked each other, and it was just so weird. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm glad to hear. It sounds like this call, you know, has kind of a happy ending for everyone because it sounds like this guy um, got exactly what he wanted uh, being on this mm-hmm. TV show. You found uh, a fiance that you are very satisfied with. And uh, the casting director that works for TLC got the perfect guy. So everything worked out oh, yeah. very well. Uh, anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go, Allie? Um, I don't know. Uh, I hope y'all have a good week. It's Monday, so I hope your week keeps going up and up. <laughs> Time is a flat circle, Allie. Yes, 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 it is. Talk to you soon. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.